Hello, and welcome to the show that, despite the pleas of our families and friends, simply will not stop talking about D&D. So, ready your spells and weapons, grab the shiniest set of your math rocks, and prepare for Critical Friendship. So today we are continuing our mini-series here on our spells, some of our favorite spells. Uh, We left off on level two, so I think we're going to continue on at level three. Yeah, and uh, we were were going to throw a quick little uh, caveat in here. Um, This is Dan and I's opinion. Um, Everybody has a different style of play. These are just the spells that we have personally either used or seen in use that have just been like really fun or really creative or, or, you know, stuff like that. So if, you know, you're listening to this, don't take our word as, you know, absolute law and then come after us when, you know, you play one of these games and then like, <laughs> Hey, I used the spell that you guys recommended and it didn't do good. Well, yeah. One, every table is different. And two, this is the opinion of two D and D losers <laughs> sitting in a sound booth. Like, yeah, calm down. <laughs> So, Blake, how do you want to do this? Uh, well, first, I think we should talk about uh, one thing that we missed last last time we we did this. Um, we we kind of got a little bit into how to cast spells and what spell slots are and things like that. But we missed one very important thing. Yes. Components. There are three different kinds of components. Can you tell me what they are, Dan? I will go with verbal. Somatic and material. Yes. And under the spell descriptions, those will show up as a V, S, or M under components. And if there is a material component, it will say in a little parentheses, a parenthesis, parenthesis next to it, what that material component is. Yeah. Now, if you're using a component pouch, then it's assumed that you have the non gold cost material components. Like, you know, if it, if it says, Oh, Hey, I want to cast fireball. And it says you need like a little piece of bat guano. Yeah. It's assumed that you have that in your component pouch. Now, if you have an arcane focus, you don't need it. Yep. And it's the same with, uh, if you're doing divine casting, like you're playing as a cleric, you can use a holy symbol. Or if you're playing as a druid, you have a druidic focus. Yeah. Same, same. That's basically the way I play most of the time is I don't want to have to worry about buying a component pouch or anything to go in the component pouch Mm -hmm. um, just to have an arcane focus just so it doesn't Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about it so much. But there is one there is one time when you need material components. Yes. And that is if there is a gold cost next to it. So like, for example, if you want to cast chromatic orb. I believe you have to have a diamond worth 100 gold pieces. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so it does not say that casting that spell consumes that material component. Right. But you have to have the material component to cast that spell. Yeah, or like something like Revivify. That would take something, a diamond worth either three or 500. 500. Yeah, 500 gold, but it consumes it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it breaks it down and uses the diamond to cast the spell exactly. so you have to buy another one some some spells or will tell one. you <laughs> that it consumed like it'll be like oh a diamond worth you know 500 gold pieces which the spell consumes yeah if it says that then if you cast that spell that's gone yep you don't then get to go to the next town and be like i have this diamond worth 500 gold pieces i would <laughs> like to sell it to you sir no it's gone yeah. <laughs> the dm will then say what diamond 
<laughs> or if your DM doesn't pay attention, maybe you can get away with it. Or yeah, that that's also a very distinct possibility. <laughs> that would probably be me. <laughs> we here at Critical Friendship do not encourage cheating. We do, however, find it hilarious if you can get away with it. We <laughs> hear <laughs> No, but like we 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 generally like you know if if I'm playing at Dan's table or if Dan's playing at mine, we've both have had instances of these where it's like you know the enemy's about to attack us and he rolls like a six, and I'll be like, uh, Dan. He had advantage on me because he's flanking. And Dan's like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. And then my wife will be sitting at the table and be like, dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're about to die. Will you Will you stop? Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I mean, this... But, yeah, I'm but, an honest player. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't... I've been in the DM's chair too often. If I see something that's being missed, even if it's really bad for me, I'm like, hey, Dan... <laughs> You remember how there's that thing on me that uh, is going to give him like a plus 10 to his damage? Yeah. You need to add that. (laughs) (laughs) Even as you shudder. (laughs) Even as I shudder and mourn for the character that's about to die. (laughs) Can you tell that we're in this situation right now? (laughs) For, For those of you who don't play in Dan's campaign, we are currently in a quite a bit of a pickle with our characters. Um, my character is at 4 HP. My <laughs> wife's character, who's the barbarian, is down and has dropped several times. Yeah. I'm out of healing spells. Uh, Joel's character is down and Ariel's character is doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew the wizard would be the one taking right? a lot of damage and still doing okay? Thank you, Vampiric Touch. <laughs> Vampiric Touch and your healing spirit, I think, also helped I've her I have not point. touched her with healing spirit. No? Nope. I thought she walked through it once, but no, okay. I, I, I've been, I was passing that back and forth between me and Heather's character, but it has now been dropped twice because I lost concentration <laughs> twice. And, and you have no more spells. I'm out of spell slots of second level. <laughs> We're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may have unbalanced this combat <laughs> just a tad. It's okay. We still are having a good time. We're just all about to die. <laughs> Yay, that, new characters. That's, that's when the table starts chanting TPK, <laughs> which for those of you who don't know means total party kill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay, though. There is a way that you guys are going to get out of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. But anyway, our, our favorite spells. Yeah. And I think Healing Spirit was one of them, so that we talked about that a little bit. Well, that's, that's a second level spell. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know. We're on third level, Dan. I said we talked about it. Did we? I don't remember. It's got to be in there somewhere. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely one of my honorable mentions, but I don't remember if I brought it up. Huh. You might have. I might have. I'll we'll have to go back and listen. Yeah. <laughs> listen to our own podcast? <laughs> I hear my voice enough, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I have to listen to it because yeah. I edit it. Because you edit it. <laughs> Everybody give Dan a round of applause for being the MVP of uh, Critical Friendship and Two Geeks, One Noob. Golf clap. Keep it coming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we don't do claps here. We do snaps. Uh. (laughs) I've offended our one fan that likes slam poetry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. We don't have fans. (laughs) 
<laughs> third level spells. <laughs> I need a soundboard. Hey, Dan. Yeah. This is why we have I'm like three friends. <laughs> so, level three spells. Okay. <laughs> Start with you, Blake. Uh, so I'm I'm actually uh, pretty pretty torn up about this because level three has so many good spells, yeah. like just so many good spells. I mean, there's there's the obvious pick from Fireball, which I mean, it's just one of the most iconic evocation spells uh, when they were designing fifth edition. They even decided to make it overpowered on purpose mm-hmm. because it was like a nod and paying homage to the older the older editions of D and D where fireball was this brokenly overpowered spell. Oh yeah. And so like, it's a great one, but it's D six man. Yeah. (laughs) But it's probably just in my honorable mentions because third level has so much to choose from. (laughs) Again, it's one of our, like, I think we, I don't know if I said it on this, uh, podcast or two geeks, one new, but, um, it's one of those honorable list of mentions. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. It is the most honorable of mentions. Yeah. Um, I think if I'm going for, I feel like I need to break this down into categories. Like if I'm going for like just a straight, straight damage spell, like one and done damage spell, it has to be fireball. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going for damage round after round, Ooh, then I'm yeah. going to go spirit guardians. Right. Which spirit guardians just creates an aura around you that will either deal necrotic or radiant damage. I, I think you get to choose mm-hmm. or, or it's based on your alignment, which yeah. we don't really use alignment at our table. Mm-hmm. That's its whole own topic of alignment <laughs> kind of being a useless, like it's, it's, it's good to introduce new players with alignment. Yeah. And but it's helpful in part, those instances as well. If you're, if you're trying to figure out what kind of damage yeah. you're, you're dealing but like, what if you play a character that's kind of morally ambiguous, you know, kind of neutral? Like, what is what kind of damage does it Force. do now? <laughs> you know what? That would be the best. I, I feel like that would probably be the the one to choose. But just Force because. is the best damage type. So it's just like if you want to take Spirit Guardians, play a neutrally aligned character and just. Yeah, because <laughs> like, yeah, you said either Radiant or Necrotic and then Force in the middle would be just kind of. I feel like it just makes sense. Gray Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but that, that, that would be like round after round, but then you have some really good utilitarian spells like, okay, well we, we would like to be able to take a long rest in this campaign. That's just brutal and has our rests interrupted all the time. Mm-hmm. Liaman's tiny hut. Oh yeah. Or, uh, I think Galder's tower. Galder's Tower. Yeah, where you just basically get to create like this small little wizard's tower and you can furnish it how you want. Yeah. And it's like a, uh, it's basically a door into a, a or no, that's a, that's a different one. Yeah, no, um, Galder's Tower like literally makes a physical tower. And if you cast it in the same spot every day, I think it's in the same spot every day for a year, it becomes permanent. Oh, wow. And it doesn't go away, which is just amazing. Yeah. Like it's, it's. It's like, hey, we need a we need a base of operations. I'm just gonna cast this spell here. Like, if if you do a whole bunch of downtime rules in your campaign, where it's like, oh yeah, you know, you guys are taking a year off. You know, this is what you did. Maybe in between campaigns, yeah. Your wizard just cast Galder's Tower in the same spot every day for a year, and now you have a permanent base of operations. Mm-hmm. So, 
<clears throat> is that how generally Wizards Towers are are made? Do you think, or like in story modes of of D and D, like do you think that's how they're generally put in a place? I don't know, but it's a bloody good question. <laughs> No, I I mean probably like that's that's that could also be the same way a lot of um temples get built because uh yeah. clerics have a spell that's very similar where you uh you cast this spell and it creates a temple of your specifications mm-hmm. and if you do it every day for a year that temple becomes a permanent fixture in the world. Yeah. And so sense. like if if you just need a reason for there to be a temple here like oh you have this very devoted cleric yeah. That's just casting the same thing every every day. Or the same for a wizard's tower. He's like, oh, I need a place to live, and they don't really want me in the town. Like, pfft. Yeah. I'll build just my own place. find a spot on the, on the plains. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's a nice little clearing here. Pfft. Galder's tower. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, that's, um, a, that's really cool. I like that. But the tiny hut one is, is also really good mm-hmm. in, those, in those moments of, I just need somewhere to stay yeah. for the night. And yep. Cause it's just like you, you, nothing, nothing can get in. Yeah. I've got this little impenetrable dome around me, which I guess if somebody shows up and casts like dispel magic, right, you yeah. can get rid of it. But I mean, you're not gonna get like a wild animal or a monstrosity showing up and just doing away with it. Now, if your DM's a jerk, he's like, "Well, I'm gonna throw a beholder at you," <laughs> and he's just gonna look your direction, and now your tiny hut's gone. Yeah. Um. It's also it's a it's like a ten by ten dome right so like yeah it's not huge i think i think you can fit like four or five people in it yeah um but i know i know i've seen it where at least six people have have been able to mm-hmm. sleep uncomfortably basically yeah. but but, but it's also nonetheless. it's also climate controlled <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you can have uh have it be like if you're in the cold you can mm-hmm. have it be a good room temperature yeah but i think so yeah and like yeah, um, like that, so but yeah, I guess I guess I did all my honorable mentions first <laughs> because I think one of my favorite third level spells, and I didn't even mention counterspell. That's another honorable mention. Yeah, it's just it's just great to have. It's really fun to to like be going up against the BBEG, and he's just like, oh, I'm gonna cast like Finger of Death or something crazy like that, and you're just like, ah, counterspell. Yeah, and then just watch your DM like, <sighs> okay. <laughs> or or in the case of Joel that one time, <laughs> um, I don't remember who counterspelled, but his his bad guy was casting some spell. And uh, I don't remember who it was. Just goes counterspell. And he looks up and goes counterspell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, wait, what? And he goes, this guy has counterspell prepared, too. And it's like, OK, well, fine, then <laughs> <laughs> I just counterspelled your counterspell. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we tried to go back and forth a couple times with it, but. You only get one reaction you only per get round. One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I would say probably my favorite, and again, personal opinion, uh, would probably be haste. Mm. Yeah. Um, now the characters yeah. the characters I've had that could cast haste, I've never used it on myself. Mm. It's really good to have like a sorcerer <laughs> and cast a twin haste. Oh, yeah. And just be like, okay, I'm going to target the paladin and the barbarian. Yep. And you guys are going to go in there and just mess some things up. Like, I'm going to (laughs) throw haste on as many people as I can and just watch the chaos go. Yeah. It's also good on a monk. 
It's also pretty good on a monk, yeah, because then you get those extra chances for stunning strike and mm-hmm. just you get it's, like ten hits around. <laughs> well, and 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 if you consider how fast monks and rogues are, yeah, like you've you've already got monks that can action dash and then they can spend a key point to use step of the wind and just be just running like crazy. Yeah. Or rogues that can action dash and then bonus action dash and yeah. just run like Double crazy dash. and then throw haste on top of it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Dub- doubles your speed, right? It's like, Hey, we need you to catch that guy. And it's like, no, I already got him. <laughs> <laughs> like I got him and just accidentally grabbed like six other people on the way just because I'm so fast. Yeah. <laughs> Like it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so good to be able to throw on one of your, your like big heavy hitter meat shield, uh, party members because it's like, okay, well you get an extra action on your turn. Mm-hmm. And now granted it's a limited action. You can only use it for certain things, but like throw an extra attack your barbarians way and watch their face light up. Oh yeah. It's like, oh wait, <laughs> I get to make three attacks with great weapon master now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Which is helpful, especially when you miss half the time (laughs) (laughs) heather if you're listening to this (laughs) it wasn't a dig on her no it wasn't her her dice were so against her that night like it just everything was lining up she had flanking she had advantage she had all these extra bonuses and stuff and then just like rolled a two yeah oh you used uh you used reckless attack roll again four (laughs) (laughs) well you you doubled it so there's something (laughs) like only you had a plus 15 uh (laughs) that that night our our roles were one of the contributing factors to the fact that we're about to tpk it's just our roles are so against us that night yeah (laughs) and the funny part is is that mine were like back and forth like Mm -hmm. i was doing some really good roles and then some pretty trash yeah rolls, you so. you rolled a couple crits and then you rolled a couple crit fails yeah and and a lot of in between and ours were just like like just everything under a 10 yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah. uh but yeah haste haste i would say is is my pick for third level it's i mean pound for pound yeah. it gives you a lot of bang for your buck like more movement better ac Advantage on deck saves, I believe. I think it's advantage on deck saves. And then yeah. just extra action. Who doesn't want more action economy? Because as we know, in 5th edition, in a combat, action economy is by far the king. Yeah. Like, you can have crazy amounts of damage, but if your action economy is imbalanced, you're going to lose. Like, yeah. Unless unless you have a lot of AOE and can take down, like, burst fire some of the weaker enemies. Yeah. Did you say that it was plus two bonus to AC? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I said bonus to sure. AC. I didn't, I didn't give the... Okay. The I, I just wanted to make sure it was set. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, haste. Definitely one of my favorite third level spells. Uh, I guess we'll kick it over to you, Dan. All right. Well, uh... I don't have as many honorable mentions or anything like that for for third level, but partially because uh, I took all of them. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, Fireball was definitely on there, um, but you were talking about uh, you were talking about ones that do continual damage, mm-hmm. and one of the ones I have on my list was Call Lightning. Mm. I thought that one was pretty good because it it also 
like you call de- like you call the storm and then it it hits a target on every round like you can call it down every round yeah and you can pick new targets every yeah. round and it's it's not just the one target it's everything within 5, within feet, five feet of that feet, target yeah. which is really so cool so if you've got clustered enemies you're like that guy especially but all of his friends too right <laughs> <laughs> yeah and 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 you don't What's what's nice about call lightning is you just pick a spot for it to hit. You don't pick an enemy. Yeah. So if if there's like a five foot space that has enemies around it, you can hit that space and it'll hit all of them mm-hmm. instead of having to pick one specific guy. Yeah. And also, I don't know if this is how you would run it, but if if I was doing it, I would run it where if you're in water. <laughs> <laughs> And you, like if obviously if not if you're not in the water, but like if your enemies are clustered mm-hmm. in a, a a lake or something, I or would not extend. A lake, but a puddle, I, would ex- I would extend the range. Yeah, yeah, the range would definitely go out to at least like fifteen feet. I would yeah, think something like that because that would that'd be sick. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, like, and, and with that spell, you you you're obviously reading it. Isn't there something where like if there's already stormy conditions, then like it has additional effects to it. Uh, if you are outdoors in stormy conditions, when you cast this spell, the spell gives you control over the existing storm instead of creating a new one. Under such conditions, the spell's damage increases by 1d10. Yeah, that's what I thought. And it's already 3d10 to begin with. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. I was like, if, if it's already stormy, you're not having to create the whole thing. I'm pretty sure there's like a thing in there for that. Yeah. Like, Which it, is... It, it just makes it... And you if know. you upcast that, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> now there, there is a uh, an argument for upcasting certain spells like past a certain point. Uh-huh. Like you, you probably don't ever want to upcast fireball past like maybe fifth level because at that point there's higher level spells that are going to get you a better right. effect. You know, yeah. I I think it all has to do with flavoring. To be honest, like mm-hmm. if you're playing a pyromaniac, you're obviously going to do well, yeah. fireball. But but there's also higher level fire spells that you could use that will still get you. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, too. So like like upcasting is great, but sometimes it's better to just like, OK, well, I have a six level spell slot. I'm just going to cast a six level spell. You right. Know, like, yeah. And <laughs> that's funny because the that's an issue that I've had in the past playing is like when do i upcast spells like mm-hmm. i have my spells picked out for these leveled spells yeah and then i'm like but what if i want to do this one at a higher level then i can't do the ones that i have picked mm-hmm. and <laughs> so it's it's a it's a hard choice sometimes it, it, to like Playing a spellcaster is all a balancing act yeah. of resources. Like you, you have so many great things you can do, but you can only do so many of them every day. Yeah, and so like it's it's this really fun like okay yeah exactly like what you said like okay do I want to use fireball in a fourth level spell slot or do I want to cast insert spells we're about to talk about here <laughs> like yeah <laughs> it's tough it really is. Um, because, because sometimes you really want to do damage, but you know that if you cast this other useful non-damaging spell, you may potentially get more damage out of that than just a casting of fireball. Either that or stop the 
the fight altogether exactly. or things so like, like that. Yeah. If you if you cast fireball, you're gonna get that big explosive damage. But if you cast call lightning, you know, maybe not everybody's grouped together like they would be for one fireball. You know, right. you've got ten enemies, but they're spread out. Mm-hmm. If they were all together, yeah, dude, fireball it. Yeah. But they're all spread out throughout the woods around you. Call lightning's your better your better bet here. Plus, as long as you don't lose concentration, it's up to a minute, right? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure that's well more damage than fireball if you if you like if combat goes on for a full minute. Mm-hmm. First of all, ten you're minutes. In, it's up to ten minutes. Okay, if combat's <laughs> going on for ten minutes, you're in some trouble. Yeah, that's um, that's like <laughs> ten sessions right there. Yeah, you'd, you'd better you'd better be praying that you're behind some cover or have some sort of fortifications around you to stop yeah. you from taking so much damage because ten minutes of combat is you're just getting brutalized by yeah. something. But I think that's also one of those like uh role play ones as well that you can use. Mm-hmm. Like it it's not just a damage dealing one. It can also be used in role play where like you're trying to intimidate someone or so you just call this storm and are yeah. throwing these lightning bolts around similar to uh Tim the sorcerer or Tim the enchanter yeah. from uh, Monty <laughs> Python where he's just blowing stuff up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's pretty intimidating to be talking and then just having lightning just slamming down around you. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say so. I'd be scared. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, not my characters necessarily. Ha- have but... it have it strike within 10 feet of somebody so that it doesn't do the damage, right? but it scare the pee waddle out of them. Be like, that's a warning shot, sir. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's definitely on my list. Uh, I'll, I'll touch on a couple of other ones real quick, just mm, please to, do. just to get through uh, level three. But um, uh, obviously, haste is on there. I, I love fly. Fly mm. is such a great spell. Yeah, fly. Fly is one of those spells that the earlier you can take it, the better it is. Yeah, absolutely. Because once you get up to like you know you're a 10th level character there's other ways to gain a flight speed but at fifth level when it becomes available to you it is so good take it <laughs> and i mean uh when we were playing the one shot and i played my character callum uh and i was able to just kind of fly around and like hit things from from freaking far away yeah it was awesome Especially because you had two druids that wild shaped into giant eagles. Yeah, and so the only the only oh, one yeah that we was, were like throwing bombs and stuff. Yeah, the only one that was left on the ground was was Joel who yeah. was playing a, a barbarian. Yeah, and so like the druids turned it like cast concentration spells and then turned into eagles, and then you cast fly and started like slinging spells from this guy, and he was just like, I guess I'll. I guess I'll run up and hit it with my sword. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be my option here. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, I will go into a little bit more detail on this one, though. Uh, my next one is Sending. I love the spell Sending just because of Laura Bailey. Hmm. Laura Bailey does this so well as the character Jester from Campaign 2. Mm-hmm. She, she casts Sending, but she thinks she has to use all 25 words (laughs) and sometimes she doesn't have enough words to send the spell so like she has to send it multiple times or whatever or it gets cut off Mm -hmm. but every once in a while she'll not say enough words and like she'll end the 
the uh, the sentence she was saying, and then she'll be like, "You pooping?" <laughs> <laughs> or or like or she'll be like, "Do do 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 just to end. Okay, but is that spell. one? But is that one word? Because do 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 it's not a word. It could all be except it's letters, right? Is it letters it's D-O. or words? It's D O. Yeah, but is it, is the spell words or letters? Uh, I think it's words. It's okay. twenty five words or less. Okay, cool, cool. But yeah, <laughs> so so the way they ran it, it was it was able to mm. take up the rest of that uh, that time. But it was just every single time she did it. You could see her cracking up before she even sent the spell or sent the, <laughs> the message. It was just like, I know I don't have enough words for this, but there has to be some way to fill it up. It's just <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I think uh, I've I've never actually gotten to use that spell myself, but I was playing. Me neither. <laughs> I was playing a character that um, he was a he was a half elven noble. Uh, we were playing through uh, Dragons of Ice Spire Peak. And he was he was sent to the town by his father. Like this was his backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, so his his family, the the nobility, is they were like a trading family. Mm-hmm. And so he was sent there to try to like acquire the the a business partnership with the general store that was there and reopen trade routes to this mining town and stuff like that. And try uh-huh. to put it back on the map and get the roads in better working order and stuff like that. So he was kind of sent there as like the envoy. And um. I was about to get the spell sending. Like we leveled up one more time. I would have the spell sending. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this will have talking to my DM. I was like, this will be really cool because I'll be able to like talk back and forth with the family while I'm down here and like all this other stuff. Like I can, you know, send messages to my father and like, you know, be like, oh, hey, this is how trades are going or, or how negotiations are going. This is, you know, what they want, blah, 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 blah. And he, <laughs> my DM just looked at me and he goes, you're going to make me role play your dad. And I was like, <laughs> Well, I mean, a little bit, yeah, like 25 words a day is probably not going to send him more than that. And he was like, you're going to make me role play your dad. And I was like, well, well, yeah. It's and then, better than having you role play as your wife or something. Yeah, but, but then like he also, uh, one of the items that we got was a set of sending stones. Oh, nice. And we like we got the items and we were like going to use them back and forth as like, you know, tactical stuff. And then we had a player move out of state oh okay and we were like oh man and my character was like best friends with this guy like like backstory wise he was best friends with my wife's character but like during the role play and stuff they just like they became so close they were they were so so much fun to role play it was it was uh tarakis vilmont was mine and the other guys was named grungy stonecock (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like they just became like really close friends and it was so much fun to role play with this dude that like we we had these sending stones and the way we wrote him off is like he he wanted to hunt orcs mm-hmm. and there was this like hunter's lodge that would like keep the orc population down and stuff like that oh wow and so he was like i'm i'm going to stay here with them because this is like this is what i want to do like he was an oath of vengeance paladin that wanted to kill orcs that was his whole thing yeah um because uh, orcs had raided his family's brewery and destroyed it and and they 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 brewed stonecock ale um and he had sworn to not drink a drop of ale until he had destroyed the entire orc tribe that had you know messed up his family's brewery Mm -hmm. and so we were like we were saying our goodbyes and stuff like that and my character was holding on to these sending stones 
And I was just like, I'm going to give Grungy one half of the Sending Stones. And the DM was like, he's leaving the campaign, dude. I was like, yeah, but I want to keep in touch with Grungy. <laughs> and we actually had this fun idea of like anytime we wanted to talk to him, because I, I was going to have the spell right, in yeah. one level up. But it was like anytime we wanted to talk to him, we would send, we were going to send the player a 25 word message and then have him message us back in character nice. just so that he could still be part of the world. Which never ended up happening because, you know, very tragically, the campaign kind of fell apart and yeah, never got to finish that one. But it was (laughs) just the the, the look on on his face of like, you're going to make me role play your dad. (laughs) uh, I'm not going to make you do it, but I'm going to send him stuff. (laughs) One way to get out of that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Your dad dies. Yeah. No, no, the way he got out of it was we just stopped playing that campaign. Well, that too. Okay, there's two ways out. <laughs> Jacob, if you're listening to this, how dare you? <laughs> I, I, I'm even though it was not at all your fault that the campaign fell apart. I'm blaming you for this one. <laughs> Always the DM's fault. <laughs> uh. All right, I have one more, and then we can move on. <laughs> Speak with Dead. Hmm. And I only put this on here because of uh, the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The way it's just like, wait. So I have to. uh, (laughs) It was three questions, right? Yes. Yes. Or five five questions. Yes. (laughs) Was that a question? Yes. Does that that count as a question? Yes. (laughs) Only speak when when I address you, okay? Yes. Why did you put a question at the end of that? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> and then just going through the cemetery and like waking up every single one over and over and over so again. Funny. I love that it. that scene was just so perfect of like what the DM does to mess with the party that oh, he yeah. has just had it with. Like, <laughs> okay, you have had way too many shenanigans. Like you are getting way too off track. You know what? Go ahead. Take this item and speak with dead. See how that goes for you. You're going to spend an entire like three sessions doing this crap. <laughs> oh, it was, it yeah. was so beautiful. It was such a great scene. <laughs> But it's also a very useful spell. Oh, yeah. No, it's Definitely. great. <laughs> like, in, in game, I've seen it done. I haven't done it myself, but like, in game, I've seen it done where they kill someone mm-hmm. and then they bring them back to, to ask them questions about like what their boss was doing or, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that, which is really, really, really useful. I'm so. not telling you anything over my dead body. <laughs> okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm all right with that. Yep. Do you guys accept his terms? I accept your terms. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> we have a cleric. <laughs> I've also seen the one where it's like, it's like, uh, I'll die before I tell you anything. Rogue stabs him. Hey, cleric, cast revivify. <laughs> you, you were right. <laughs> you were saying, oh my God, what's wrong with you people? We have some more diamonds if you want to keep doing this. <laughs> Uh, just, I like it. Yeah, but it's 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 very D&D much, chaos. Love I, it. I have had Speak with Dead be banned one time. Really? I didn't ban it. Um it was a it was a one shot that somebody was running. It was a friend of ours. And uh 
I was I was talking to him about like the character I wanted to play. I was like, maybe I'll do a necromancer. And he goes, real quick, <laughs> this is gonna be a murder mystery. Can you not take speak with dead? And I was like, it was on my list, but okay. <laughs> and I just I just ended up you know for that one shot just playing yeah. a different character because I was like, because because he didn't he didn't want me to like ruin anything or or just right. like there are ways around that yeah, though. Like I mean, the DM yeah, could. Because the work the, around it. the killer, you know, could not have seen who did it, you know, stuff like that, or the the victim yeah. rather could not have seen who did it, and and they can only answer questions that they know, and they don't have to be fully truthful with right. you. So like, there could be a reason why he doesn't want to say exactly, who the killer is. exactly, yeah. and There's so all so, sorts. But of ways. but I mean, he was fairly new to DMing at that point, yeah. and he was just like, hey. This is a murder mystery. I wasn't going to like spoil anything. You know, can you not take that spell? Cause I don't want you to just be like, Hey man, who killed you? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And I just played a different character. I yeah. think I played a, a storm sorcerer or something like that. Yeah. Nice. Just because it was easy enough to just shift gears and go to a different one. And we had a lot of fun and it was a really goofy one shot. Yeah. We had a great time. But Plus you could always do the, the clue stuff where, you know, Every time you say a certain uh, set of words, you could have a lightning strike go <laughs> as a storm sorcerer. <laughs> yeah, it, it ended up. Being it a, was the butler. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the the weird uh, sheet metal? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> drama kids. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, I see you too were in stage productions. <laughs> Unfortunately, none that had those, but I have seen that. Oh those. man! <laughs> yeah. All right. But yeah, that's that's my uh, that's my level threes. Uh, All right. Let's move on to level four. Level four. This is another good one, but I I did not have as hard of a time with level four. Same as I did with the other one. Um, level three just has so much good stuff you know the level four i kind of just like i looked through and was like man there's some really good ones on here but one of my favorite spells in the game is on here and so i was just like you can't you can't pass this one up Mm because it's it's so good if you have access to it because it can be utility it can be damage it can be Brown, it can be blue, you know, like whatever. <laughs> Violent sky. <laughs> Violent sky indeed, except that's more of a call lightning type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, you know, you're, you, never mind, I'll tell you, or I'll say it after you say it. <laughs> okay. So this, this spell is, um, is polymorph, where it's concentration up to an hour. You pick a beast with a CR equal to or weaker than your level and, or, or the, the creature that you're, you're casting it on equal to or less than their level or CR, mm-hmm. um, which Challenge means rating. Yeah. Which means you can uh, turn the Tarrasque into a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> now don't stab the kitten because then it turns back into a Tarrasque and right. it's very angry, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you can, cast this on somebody or on yourself and turn them into a beast. Yeah. For the duration of the spell, assuming you maintain concentration, which there's a lot of great things you can do with this, such as, Hey friend over there, would you like to be a Tyrannosaurus Rex? Yes. 
for an hour. Please. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like, oh, hey, we're getting into this really brutal combat. I'm going to turn you into a CR9 T-Rex and yeah. just let you go berserk. Or get up to higher levels of play where you have the spell power word kill. That's the way to one-shot the Tarrasque. Oh, yeah. Polymorph yep. it into something with under 100 hit points, which it has legendary resistances. You just got to burn through those. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Does it have more than usual, or is it just a three? I think it's still just a three. Okay. Right. But, just but cast the spell, polymorph, break through its legendary resistance, and then just power word kill. Because the only way polymorph ends is if you reduce the target to zero hit points. Mm -hmm. Power word kill doesn't do that. It's just if they have a hundred or fewer hit points, they instantly die. Uh, It does not say they are reduced to zero hit points. They just die. That's okay. Now your DM might be a stickler and be mad at you for trying to ruin their Tarrasque encounter. Understandably so. (laughs) Because that's like a world ending threat. But... I mean, but mostly what I've seen it used for is I'm going to turn one of my friends into a big, nasty monster and let him go crazy. Yeah. I've also been on the receiving end of a polymorph because I had a character with a low wisdom save Mm -hmm. and I literally got turned into a newt. (laughs) Did you get better? I did get better, but I was also the only one that didn't drop in that encounter because it changes all of your statistics to the creatures, which right. means your mental stuff too. So we got into a fight. It was it was in uh, Curse of Strahd. Okay. And uh, this was before you and Ariel joined. And we were at the Bone Grinder Mill, which is this windmill out in the middle of the plains of Barovia. Mm-hmm. And if you go there, there are three night hags. Ooh. Now, oh, this my, was right before we Yeah. Now, joined. mind you, we were fairly low level at this point. We mm. had done Death House. We were maybe fourth level. A night hag is like a CR5, and there were three of them. <laughs> and so, of course, we, we started by, like, going up and, and, you know, my character didn't know what a hag was. I did. I was scared out of my mind. I'm like, oh, we're going to lose our characters here, but whatever. Like, it's cool. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Story driven. He doesn't know what a night hag is. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was trying to, like, talk to them and, like, be diplomatic. and. Our monk just, he just decided to kick things off and start fighting. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we're like, all right, weapons out, let's go. And one of them points at my character and just turns him into a newt. And I'm like, what statistic, what, like, what stat block would you like me to use for this? Because there's not, like, a a newt. And she was like, oh, just use, like, a a lizard. Mm -hmm. So I found that, and I saw what my intelligence and wisdom scores are, and I was like, well... No lizard's going to stick around with all these stomping feet. <laughs> like, literally everybody's yeah. like, there's magic explosions going off. There's people yelling and swords flying everywhere. Like, he's out of here. Yeah, he'd, he'd be gone. So <laughs> I just, like, took off into the grass and ran off into the woods and found a nice place to, like, settle down. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think I crawled into, like, a hollow tree. <laughs> nice. And so... Combat ended, everybody was downed and captured by these night hags. And then after the concentration on the spell ended, my dude just wakes up and has to like crawl out of this like hollow tree 
and like, where is everybody? What happened? What's going on? Oh, right. I got turned into a newt. <laughs> They're probably dead. But like, he wouldn't just leave them. So I had to go back and try to like engineer this weird, you know, wacky scenario to get them all out of there. Yeah. And it worked. And credit, credit to my sister, who was the DM in that one. I got to use some spells in some very fun creative ways like unseen servant and stuff like that to Mm -hmm. like cause some distractions downstairs so that i could sneak in through a window and bust everybody out of their cages and grab the kids that were being held hostage there and book it like nice it it was it was a great session but (laughs) being on the receiving end of of a polymorph spell when you have low wisdom saves is yeah man it's rough (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's my that's my favorite fourth level spells and and one of my favorites in the game. Yeah. Uh honorable mentions I would say is probably um I really like Summon Aberration. Um Oh yeah. I've never gotten to cast it, but it's it's one of those summon spells like I think you get to choose from two different stat blocks. There's like a a fear and a a rage one or something like that. Okay. Yeah. And they just they just oh no 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 I'm thinking of summon shadow spawn. Mm, yeah. Aberration. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I think shadow spawn is it's a different. Yeah. I'm just realizing something. Just mm. as a side note, that a lot of the the spells that I pick in my in my list here are ones that were done by Laura Bailey. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> because because of the way she does it, it's just so much fun. But anyway, yeah. anyways, uh, any any of the summon spells are are kind of in the same category as you just get to summon these things and watch them go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that's really good, especially if you're able to uh, work with another spellcaster and combo some stuff, is sickening radiance. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can get somebody to drop a force cage or darkness or something like oh, that, oh yeah throw sickening radiance out there and just watch them cook. Oof. <laughs> uh, Yikes. I, I don't remember what, what channel it was that I was watching, but they called the force cage, um, sickening radiance combo. They called it the microwave oven. Oh yeah. Because you, you just trap <laughs> them in this magical cage and then throw radiant damage on them. That also gives them exhaustion. Oh, and man. that is such a brutal effect. Like yeah. Yeah, exhaustion just... is so rough. I've seen someone uh, do a force cage on a dragon, mm. um, and I, I can just imagine that going through there. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Want to nerf a dragon? Take away its ability to fly. Yeah, <laughs> as as said in uh, How to Train Your Dragon, a downed dragon is a dead dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then of of course, uh, just one more that's on there is Wall of Fire. Oh yeah. Um, Especially uh, if you if you do it in a circle, mm-hmm. if you have a character that can either gain resistance or immunity to fire and you just trap some enemies in a circle of fire. Yeah, I, I saw it done in the Unexpectables. Uh, there was a it was later in the game. There was a forged domain warforged Carrick named Abby. Mm-hmm. I think it was Abby. Um. <laughs> And they they were in this massive fight with like this entire orc tribe. It was just like the the five characters mm-hmm. against like a whole army of orcs. Oh, and so it, it was like a story arc for one of them. So he was like one v one being their chief. And uh, 
everybody else was like, he just called all of his troops, like kill them. I'll take this guy. Yeah. And so he was one-on-one the chief and everybody else was just fighting just around them. Dozens and hundreds of orcs. Like it was a massive tribe, the biggest tribe on this continent. And uh, a bunch of them surrounded this construct and this construct was made by kobolds. So it was tiny little kobold looking construct (laughs) and just looked up and saw them and goes, Oh, I'm not trapped here with you. And then cast wall of fire with the flames going inward and just said, you're trapped here with me. And then just started slaughtering them. So they all just see like, Oh no, this tiny little war forge, like we got to help her like, ah, and then just flames erupt and orcs start screaming from the inside (laughs) and then just like steps out afterwards and just like, there's nothing left in there. Yeah. <laughs> they're oh just like, oh, gosh, holy crap. That's crazy. <laughs> it was, if it, it was such a, it was such a like epic, especially like story and thematic wise, yeah. like such a great fight. Like, nice. and, and just made all the better by the hilarious shenanigans that this little, <laughs> <laughs> and like every, every time that specific character showed up, chaos ensued because i'm pretty sure the player had never really played before Mm -hmm. and so she just chose a bunch of spells and was like i'm not really sure what these do but like we're gonna go with it and then would be like in combat like hey it's your turn what are you doing and she's like hang on i'm reading one of my spells and then would just bust out (laughs) laughing and they're like oh no (laughs) very nice (laughs) i'm gonna cast blindness deafness on that one and then banishment on the other one (laughs) like Yeah, it was it was wild. I do like Wall of Fire as as another one that can like separate, Mm, uh, yeah, like just down the middle Mm -hmm. of a fight where you can separate the the two sides. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. But (laughs) just trap them all in one spot. That's Mm -hmm. great. Because I mean, she was resistant to fire, so it was barely taking any damage while all of these orcs just cooked. Yeah, (laughs) and the crazy part is the. It all goes, yeah, it all goes to one side. Mm-hmm. So you could be right next to it on, on the outer side and be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, but, you, you pick a direction where, like, anything within either five or ten feet of the wall starts taking fire damage. Yeah. Yeah, so within ten feet of it, it's like, oh, yeah. yikes. That's yeah. a lot of damage. <laughs> That's a lot of damage. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Cool. So. What's uh what's your fourth level uh fourth level pick there, bud? Well, you took two of them well, out of my four. They were honorable <laughs> mentions. You can you can still use them. Uh the the other two I had on there were Banishment and Dimension Door. Mm. Banishment is great because it especially if you have something that is just OP and you can just be like, okay you're out of here and send them to its home plane. And as long as you can, uh, hold concentration on it, he'll stay there. Mm-hmm. If you, if you lose concentration, he'll come back. It comes back. But yeah. still, like if you can get something off the board that even just temporarily, even temporarily just for a round or two, it's just like, Oh, that creates a little bit of, of relief mm-hmm. for everybody else for a little while. Um, but then, yeah, Dimension Door, another one where you can t- uh, teleport. I had a lot of teleportation ones on, on my list. I mean, teleportation is, is so valuable. Yeah. But this one, 
you can take a creature that's your size or less mm-hmm. and just go 500 feet. Now, do correct me if I'm wrong. Do they have to be willing? Uh, yes, I do believe so. Um, you can bring along objects. Uh, wait, it can be placed you see when you look. Yeah, you can also bring one willing creature of your size or smaller who is carrying gear up to its carrying capacity. So, and it has to be within five feet of you. And it said willing? Yes. Yeah, because otherwise you could just do the uh, Azazel from X-Men First Class. Right. Just grab people, teleport 500 feet into the air, and then just drop them. Teleport away. <laughs> be like, bye. <laughs> Except you'd have to have enough spell slots to be able to do it multiple times i mean you you could just use it on like the oh oh that's the big guy in this fight got him yeah <laughs> like just what a what an assassination way just oh, like geez. grab him yeah. <laughs> now i would <laughs> bye bye I, I would almost play it where if they don't know that you are casting the spell mm-hmm. it wouldn't necessarily have to be willing mm-hmm or you could just do the, do you trust me? Right. <laughs> what? Do you trust me? <laughs> yeah. That's a very different uh, ending to the Aladdin movie. <laughs> 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 and Princess Jasmine died. <laughs> do you trust me? Yes. <laughs> Splat. <laughs> I can show you the... <laughs> Ah, psych. <laughs> or the, the part where they're doing the the spins and twirls and stuff, and he just misses. <laughs> In today's Over episode of Childhood Ruined, <laughs> over sideways and under. <laughs> And apparently way down below. (laughs) The song just changed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Way down we go. (laughs) Oh, see, I was thinking uh, Creed. Is it uh, uh, six feet under the... Yeah. uh, I'm six feet from the edge and I'm thinking... Maybe she's free. He's so far down. <laughs> Gotta love. <laughs> Gotta love it. That's why we need to get rock band. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. All right. It's a level five. Level five. Hey, we made it, guys. We made it. Level five. It's only taken a long time. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so again, there's in in pretty much every category except for like one or two. There's there's such great spells like in every level. Um, I I think for for this one, it's it's a tough one. But the the one I have to go with for for level five is probably. It's okay. I, I only have two. So. I I have, <laughs> I have to go with animate objects. Oh yeah, 
I didn't even have that on there. Dang. Yeah. Because there's there's so much you can do with it. Like, you know, there's there's that scene in Beauty and the Beast where the furniture just starts attacking the villagers and like you can Yo. do something like that. Or you can you can do something else that's just it's it's not in the spell's description. But you can do it, and at least I, as a DM, all the other people I know who are, are DMs have have said, like, oh, yeah, no, that's actually a really good idea. You, I'd allow that. Um, you can animate if you... If, let me see where it is. If, if it's a small object... So if you choose tiny objects, you can make 10 of them. Right. right. Now, you, you would think, like, oh, I'm going to do, like, dinner plates or, you know, like... You know, little dagger. don't believe me. Ask the dishes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. yeah. <laughs> like you could, you could do like, oh, I'm just gonna carry around like ten little daggers, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or, what adventurer does not have silver coins? Oh, now, Dan, what's the significance of silvered weaponry? They can take out were creatures. Not only that. But silvered weaponry, it does not Count. get the magical bonuses, but it counts, counts as magical. magical. Yeah. So if there's, say, something that has resistance to bludgeoning damage and you hit them with a silvered weapon or ammunition, it counts as magical and they are not resistant to magical bludgeoning damage. Right. So if you reach into your pocket and pull out 10 silver coins mm-hmm. and cast animate objects, that's 10 tiny objects. Okay, which when they're tiny, they only have 20 hit points, but they have an AC of 18, a plus eight to their attack, and each hit does 1d4 plus four damage. Dang. So you've just created 10 d4 plus four attacks per turn. Holy crap. And you can have those all target one object or one creature, or you can have those target multiple. Now, imagine being in a fight, in your example, with a lycanthrope. That's not just, you know, oh, it surpasses their resistance and immunity. No, no, no. They're vulnerable to silver. Yeah. Okay. Now, again, your DM has to approve that and say, like, yeah, a silver coin counts as silvered. I don't know why they wouldn't. They are silver. It's silver. (laughs) But 10d4 plus four now you double that yeah and if i'm not mistaken it's a bonus action to command them on your turn now is it all at once or as a bonus action you can mentally command any creature you made with the spell that is within 500 feet of you if you can if you control multiple creatures you can command any or all of them at the same time issuing the same to each one so you can just be like hey that werewolf right there needs to die. You just hit him with 10 D foot, assuming they hit, but it's a plus eight to hit. Right. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty high. Yeah. 10 D four plus four. And then you double all of that. And that's just your bonus action. Jeez. So now you can just let's, let's throw one of, one of our characters in there, you know, say, say you still have worm mm-hmm. who's now shooting with, like, just say he got us a, a scroll of animate objects. Yeah. So now he's got his two attacks that deal a D8 plus 14 mm-hmm. each. But those are silvered. So you double that. 10 D4 plus four. 
doubled. Or plus, I guess, 40 doubled. Yeah. Just the static damage alone. What were creature is going to stick around? <laughs> <laughs> like what? J- Janar Savor stands up and he does his little speech about, you know, like you'll die at my feet. And then it's just like, just gets pelted with a bunch of silver coins that deal that much damage. He's like, he's just like, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I was joking. <laughs> you guys want to go? <laughs> I- I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't kill me. <laughs> and that's assuming he survives that round of combat. Yeah. Because that is just brutal. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> I'm glad your uh, character did not have animate object. Well, uh, a, we are not high enough level to do that. Right. And B, he he's a ranger. He can't so. take that spell. Yeah. But like just, and, and that spell is available to artificers, bards, sorcerers, and wizards. And then the forge domain cleric. Yeah. Now remind me again with, with scrolls. So, okay. So if we're, that was a weird noise. Yep. If we're going by rules as written, you cannot cast a spell from a spell scroll unless you are a uh, class that can cast that spell. Right. So the way okay. I the way I rule it at my table is it's a scroll, man. The magic's already been cast. What's the point of the spell scroll if you can just cast it? Yeah. Like I already have access to that spell. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, and and then if it's it just gives you an extra use, basically. Yeah. But, but then there's also of. the um, say you only have third level spell slots, and this being a fifth level spell, mm-hmm. you would have to make a saving throw that's based on the spell level. Okay. Or or it might be an ability check based on the spell's level. So I think I I, I don't know it right off the top of my head because we've never had to do this. Um, <laughs> well, it, I, it's actually a, a question because, uh, my character, Willander has a, a scroll of fire, uh, like, uh, I think you have a scroll of fireball, right? Yeah. A scroll of fireball. Yeah. Which he's a ranger, so he can't. Yeah. So technically, that technically if, if you were playing, if we were doing rules as written, he would not be able to use that scroll. Right. You would have to give that to... I don't think you have anybody that can cast fireball anymore. Nope. Cause I was going to say you'd have to give it to, um, friendly, but he couldn't cause he's a druid. Well, uh, uh, Jorgensen's a artificer. So I don't know if artificers can get fireball. Can artificers get fireball? Oh, you were talking about, uh, animate object. That's right. Oh yeah. 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 So if, if he were to get a scroll of animate objects, he could use it. Mm-hmm. But it, rules as written, he would have to make a ability check because it's a fifth level spell, and right. you guys are yeah. only sixth level. Yeah, yeah. So he would he would have to he would have to make an ability check or saving throw, one or the other. Like I said, I don't have it right off the top of my head. However, I don't use that that rule. Yeah, that's that's what I have found works better at my table, especially because like in a lot of pre written campaigns they will give you scrolls and item, you know, stuff that's like, oh yeah, it's a, it's a spell scroll, but it can only be used by wizards. Yeah. And it's like, well, but they already get that. Then why, why? did you yeah. give me this scroll? It's like, what if you don't have a wizard in your party? Yeah. You know, in that, in that dragons of ice fire peak uh, campaign that we played, one of the magic items that you got as loot could only be equipped by a wizard. Yeah. That's, and we didn't super dumb. We had a sorcerer, uh, a druid 
at one point we had a bard, a paladin, and a barbarian. Yeah. So and like half of those are spellcasters. So why wouldn't yeah at least those people be yeah, able so, to? Yeah. So so the way I've usually run it at my table is you have to be able to cast spells. Right. So if you're a fighter, sorry, you better be an eldritch knight. Right. Yeah. If you're a rogue, arcane trickster, yep. like you, you have to be able to cast magic mm-hmm. and have spell slots. And then if it's really high level spell scroll too high for you to cast, now I'll have you roll that thing. But okay. you're a ranger. You can cast spells. I gave you the spell scroll. Yeah, <laughs> you can cast fireball with that scroll, but yeah. once it's gone, it's gone. It's gone, which is why I haven't cast it yet because yeah. I'm like waiting for that moment. <laughs> well, there's there's also a spell scroll. I'm not going to tell you exactly what it does, but it's in the uh, magic items. It's it's a piece of loot you can get in Icewind Dale. For mm-hmm. anybody out there who has read the module, you know exactly which scroll I'm talking about. You find it in one of the end game dungeons. That's not. It's not a spell. It's not a spell that's listed in any of the things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does exactly what it says in the name of the scroll. Yeah. But it's not like a spell you can get and cast in any other way. It's just the, hey, you have this spell scroll. You can do this thing. And it's like, okay, well, if you're using rules as written, who can cast this spell? Right. Yeah. Like, do I say it's wizards only because it's a really weird, particular, very niche form of magic? yeah the only problem with that item is what if you don't know what it does you don't have somebody that casts identify and you just go well i'm gonna read it and see what happens yeah and then it's like okay well this is very dangerous (laughs) (laughs) this 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 item for those of you who know it's it's world ending it's character killing like it 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 can like yay we finally did this like we just killed a god like this is great like we're really powerful and then you just read the scroll and it's like you guys might all die now yeah oh. maybe perhaps <laughs> i'll have to keep an eye out on that one <laughs> but the problem is is there's a whole bunch of other scrolls that don't necessarily have written on them what they are yeah so if nobody can cast identify which I think I think Joel Jorgensen can. can. Yeah, Jorgen, yeah, Jorgensen can. Yeah, that's good. At least I don't think he has it prepared, but right, he can just prepare it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's um, animate objects. Um, my honorable mentions. Uh, so one of my honorable mentions is hold monster. Ah, it's just the improved version of hold person. Yeah. Um, like can't go wrong. I um, hate that spell. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hate that spell. <laughs> you you can thank your wife for that one. Um, one of my favorite damage dealing spells is the improved fireball, synaptic static. Oh, dang. Because it does the same amount of damage, but it's psychic, which is arguably a better damage type. And it stuns your target if they fail their save. Oh, nice. Which is just great. Um, and then other than that, I had, I had one. Where did it go? Oh, uh, I've only ever seen this used once. And when it was used in this campaign, um, I had no idea what it was. And he was like, oh, I'm going to cast this spell. And I was like, well, what was that? And I had to like go. I, I paused the podcast and had to go look up what the spell was. And it's, it's a lengthy one. And I don't know how many instances it would be super useful. Uh-huh. 
But in this one, it was like he said he was going to cast it. And the DM went, oh, you have that prepared. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to cast this spell. It's dream. Okay. So essentially, you target a sleeping creature that you know. Um, it has a special range because I'm pretty sure you can do it as long as you're on the same plane of existence. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have to be asleep, I think. And you shape their dream into something that you want it to be, be it a nightmare, Mm -hmm. be it something pleasant and relaxing and calming and stuff like that. And then you enter into their dream and can communicate with them while they're sleeping. Yeah. And the way it got used was in the Unexpectables. Uh, they had one of their employees at their tavern get kidnapped. Like she was like a teenage girl that was like there to like, she, she cleaned and stuff like that. And they were helping her pay for her education. And she got kidnapped by uh, some, some kind of Yugoloth. Okay. I think, I think it might've been an Arcanoloth. I don't, I don't remember exactly. And they were like, crap we have to save this kid like we promised her parents she was going to be okay if she came and worked for us like we have to save this child like this is really bad and they're like this thing teleported we have no way of tracking it we don't know where to find it it had her charmed so she was willing to go with it and it dimension doored and just got her the frick out of there Mm -hmm. how are we supposed to find this thing and so he's like they're all kind of stressing over it and he goes i'm gonna go cast dream and the DM's like, oh, that is beautiful. Yeah. Such a good idea. And so he put it in like this very relaxing, calming, you know, setting where like all of her favorite people were there and all of her favorite things were there to like get her, like keep her from panicking and like freaking out. Yeah. And then just got the little bits of information to like, okay, where do you remember being? Mm-hmm. Because it was it was casting Dimension Door several times to get really far away from them. Right. But each casting is only like 500 feet. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, what did you see every time you came out the other side? Like, what what was around you? Yeah. And like, it's it's all kind of hazy because she was under a charmed person and was like, <sighs> you know, yeah. so so she was having to explain the different pieces of the city that she saw while she was being teleported away. And he's like, okay. That sounds like the lower Arcana district, you know, right around this shop. Okay. So he went there and then was basically like had a map out and was like looking at what's within 500 feet of that and asking questions and like, okay, he's going this way. Yeah. He has to be somewhere in this area because he teleported this many times, went 500 feet. These are like the different locations I recognized. And, and when he would ask her, like, hey, explain what you see, he would start shaping the dream to change into what she was describing and saying, hey, does it look like this? Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, that's kind of familiar. And he's like, that's the Blue Dragon Emporium. I know where that is. And was like, <sighs> used it to find where this thing was hiding. And I was like, dude, that's that is genius. sick. Yeah. Like, the, the, the bard in that campaign used spells so freaking creatively mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm just like i need to take notes and i need to start using these spells like more creative than i do because this this guy's a genius at this yeah <laughs> Man, that's crazy. yeah it, it was it was an incredible casting of a spell that he's like i took this didn't think i'd ever get to use it yeah 
Yeah, it was it was such a cool like you gotta listen to that campaign, Dad. I do. I I really do. <laughs> we here at Critical Friendship are not sponsored by Critical Role or the Unexpectables. <laughs> we would, however, love to be. <laughs> oh man, that'd be so stinking cool. All right, anyway, what's your uh what's your pick for fifth level? Alright. Well, I think I'll start with an honorable mention just to get out of the way. But uh telekinesis. Mm. Telekinesis is always fun being that, able to move stuff with your mind. Yeah, that was that was one of mine, but I completely forgot about it yeah. while I was talking about the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have to say for my level five pick, and again, it's another one that was done by Laura Bailey. <laughs> but it was done uh as modify memory. The way she did this was see this is this is going to be cool because I've never actually seen this one get cast. Okay, that I know of. So what happened was is somebody that, might have modified my memory. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they were in the Feywild mm-hmm. and they came upon this hag that was willing to make a deal with them to get them out of the Feywild, hmm. but they had to give up something that they loved. Or mm. something that was important to them. So each one of them went in to talk to this hag and, and offer them something, you know, whatever it was. And then... I'm assuming this is campaign two. Th- yes, this is okay. the Mighty Nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... It's like, that's not a ranger spell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Laura Bailey's character, Jester Lavore, walks in. And she is all, you know, very willing to... Uh, haggle with this hag, uh, <laughs> haggle, <laughs> um, saying, "Oh, you know, I'm an artist, so uh, let me give you my hands." Eesh. And uh, so there was at this point where they had kind of agreed to this this uh, contract, basically. And so she stops and she goes, "But before you take my hands." Let me do. Let me share a muffin with you, or a, a cupcake. Mm-hmm. And this cupcake was sprinkled with what they call the dust of deliciousness, mm-hmm. or the uh, yeah, dust of deliciousness, which basically uh, I think gives you disadvantage on a wisdom saving throw or something like that. Mm. So she shares this cupcake with with the hag. And she eats it and everything, and then she casts Modify Memory, mm-hmm. which is a wisdom saving throw. Still still dangerous and risky. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But very well done. <laughs> but, so Matthew Mercer rolls his wisdom saving throw and says, how do you modify her memory? <laughs> how would you do this if, you're, if this was a failed save? Uh-huh. And she goes, well... I'm going to have her remember that we had such a great time together, you know, talking about everything and, and how we, you know, became best friends and how <laughs> you were just going to help us get out of the Feywild and, and just do it out of the goodness of your own heart. And it's just one of those really fun moments where it's like, holy crap, you outsmarted a hag. <laughs> yeah. Well, From the Feywild. Not, not only did you outsmart the hag, but um, 
Okay, yeah, I was like, I was like, it's really quiet, man. Yeah. Not only did you outsmart the hag, but like you also like you got to use that spell in a way that did did she just get herself out of the contract or did it get everybody? It got everybody out. So so it sounds like the fee for getting out of there was like really steep because she was gonna give her hands. Yeah. So like everybody was probably giving I haven't listened to it or seen it. So it sounds like everybody was giving something of around that value. Yeah. And it was gonna be like really rough. Yep. <laughs> and then they're just like done. No, never mind. Like you love us now. Yeah. Like you're just helping us for free. <laughs> now the the downside to that is is that uh I believe that somehow she was able to shake it after everything was all done. Uh, so like hags. her memory would have come back. Hags, man. <laughs> yeah. But that's not. They didn't have to worry about it too much mm-hmm. because they were in, on another plane. Already and done. Like, already know. done. Did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was just like. You use that spell very, very, very cleverly, and yeah. it just so happened to roll under that uh, DC. I was just like, oh, yeah. That it, oh. it's it's always awesome when somebody uses a spell for things that it's not necessarily specifically intended for, mm-hmm. but it's just like, you know, that works. <laughs> I'll it take worked, it. It works so well with her character too, because of the way that she brought it around was. Mm-hmm. Like this, this um, characters a lot into like sweets and and like yeah, candy and and all this cupcakes. like the yeah cupcakes. <laughs> so like being able to put the dust of deliciousness on there and just role play your way out of that it was just mm-hmm. oh yeah. I wish I was on that level. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, we we both have these people that like. I I I found that a lot of the times the spells that I choose are things that I saw Panic Grimtongue use in yeah. the Unexpectables, and then you're looking at at Jester from or is it Jester? yeah Jester, Jester Lavore yeah yeah from from uh, Critical Role, and it's it's like you you get to look at creative ways where things were used and get to be inspired by them yeah. and say, man. I need to think more critically about these spells and see what I can actually, you know, like finagle with them. Yeah. You know, there's, there's some, those combinations, the, the just clever uses of them and, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's some that just have, have created these awesome moments. Like w- this wonderful line of don't worry. Once he eats me, that's when my plan goes into effect. <laughs> and just like, I don't remember the name of the spell, but basically like you create like a perfect illusory replica of yourself mm-hmm. while you yourself turn invisible. Right. And the right. replica is like animated. And it, there was like this, this, uh, crowd of, of, uh, bullywugs. I don't know if, I think they were bullywugs that were trying to like sacrifice one of their party members to this frog hemoth. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, what are we going to do? And, and panic just goes, I'll do it. And they're like, <laughs> What are you talking about? Like, shut up, dude. Like, we're going to figure out a way around this. He's like, nah, nah, I'll let him eat me. That's fine. And they're like, what are you doing, man? And he didn't say anything until the thing, like, ate him. Yeah. And he was like, hey, Monty, I had casted this. And she's like, son of a... (sighs) Because he was like, don't worry, everyone. Once he eats me, that's when my plan goes into motion. (laughs) And so, like, everybody just sees him, like, run up and just throw himself willingly into the mouth of this froggy myth. Mm-hmm. And then uh, because he was invisible, 
I think he used uh, thaumaturgy to throw his voice, yeah. and because they they were trying to, they were debating which one to give to the frog hemoth because they saw it as a god, mm-hmm. and they were like, well, if we feed him the big one, then he'll get stronger. But if we feed him that one, he might gain the ability to speak. And he heard that, and that's when he was like, "I'll do it," because now he's throwing his voice from the frog hemoth. <laughs> <laughs> now their god is speaking to them. <laughs> it, it was it was very well done. Yeah. It was very well, like just certain certain spells that just get used in these wacky ways when you start listening to you know other campaigns or reading stories of other people online are just yeah. like, man, I thought I was like good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I am not. <laughs> Turns out I'm, I'm using these spells and saying, oh, yeah, because there's so many creative uses for them. And then it's just like I've not been using any creative uses. I've just been yeah. doing exactly what it says. Yep. And then it, but, but it causes you to think more and realize the potential of these things and go, okay, it worked in that. Could it work in this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. <laughs> and that's kind of another reason why I like talking about this, especially on here, too, because, like, Number one, it can give other people fun ideas and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it also gets us talking about different ways of using spells that we know mm-hmm. and and love. <laughs> but like it just gets those those creative juices flowing. So yeah. I, I like it. <laughs> and and I'm hearing things from the ones that I haven't seen that you talk about and I get to learn from that. And then, you know, I get to talk about the ones that I've seen and you get to learn from those, yeah. you know. Absolutely. <laughs> but I think that will about do it for this episode. Uh, I think we're going to keep doing this series of our favorite spells. Uh, I think we'll probably do, you know, level six through set, uh, eight or something like that mm. next time. But um, And then for, for ninth, we'll probably... Uh, we'll, we'll either throw ninth in with the other ones or we'll throw ninth in with another topic and, yeah. and kind of play around with it. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So thanks for listening to critical friendship. If you have any questions concerning anything we discussed today, all those lovely spells, <laughs> you can, you can email us at critical friendship podcast at gmail.com or comment on our Instagram at critical friendship podcast. And we'll try to answer as many as we can on our next episode. Join us next time where we will be discussing tips and tricks to trap and hunt the Krampus over the Christmas break. But as for now, ah, dang it, I rolled a nat one on giving the outro.